If you're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums, is here before you die. episode we talking about the pogues if i should fall from grace with god in the room i have ann yes and i have rob hey buddy on the line i have ben yeah <laughs> and kyle hiya boyos <laughs> if i should fall from grace with god is the third studio album by the irish folk punk band the pogues released on the 18th of january 1988 on the pogue mahone and warner music group label the producer was Steve Lily White, and the genre is Celtic punk, folk punk, Celtic rock, and folk rock. I'm going to read from the book, Claire Stotchberry. The musical innovation and accessibility of the Pogues' third album deservedly broadened their international appeal, particularly in the United States. Pioneering the Irish folk punk crossover, their almost rockabilly style adds musical vibrancy to Shane McGowan's poetic lyrics, rendering it almost impossible to remain still while listening. Songs such as Turkish Song of the Damned, South Australia, and the bilingual Spanish party vibe of Fiesta demonstrated their incredible musical diversity. McGowan's songwriting genius is captured at its best on If I Should Fall From... Grace with God, the nine-piece band breathed energy with a distinctly Irish feel into songs that range from heartbreak and longing to storytelling, partying, and a whole lot of drinking. The album's strengths lie in its subject matter as much as its musician's talent. From the show-tuned oriented Metropolis to the universally famous festival anthem fairy tale of New York, McGowan compensates for his lack of singing skills with charismatic lyrics that are based in reality easily related to by the listeners sung as a duet with steve lily white's wife the late christy mccall fairy tale of new york begins with a subdued piano intro and builds up to the swaying fast-paced tempo that makes the pogues music so infectious it's touchingly delivered tale of an immigrant couple falling in love arguing and repenting and New York became the most played Christmas song of 1988. All right, what do we think of the Pogues, If I Should Fall from Grace with God? I just had a Mandela effect moment, guys. Of the, what? This, the, the entirety of my life, I thought this album was called If I Should Fall from the Grace of God. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you Turns think out, that I was that, just, that was the song title as well, Rob? I did think that was the song title as well. I turns out I was just very drunk the entire yep. time that I played and learned wow. these songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah crazy. No, I fucking love this record. This is a I love, love, love this record. Favorite Pogues record. 
<laughs> Second favorite. Yeah, man. Rum Sodomy in the Lash is my... Uh, okay. It's your number one? Number okay. one I think with this a one's bullet. my number one. This one's my number one as well. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to deny this album, though. It's got so many hits. I, I, so I, I, many. I would never in a thousand years deny this album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, If I Should Fall From Grace, Turkish Song of the Dam, Bottle of Smoke, Fairy Tale, Thousands Are Sailing. South Australia. Fiesta. Fiesta. <laughs> like, Medley. Broad Majestic Shannon. Yeah. Just in case nobody heard the last Pogues episode, I feel like I have to issue a disclaimer that everybody on this episode was in a... Wait, Birch, were you, were you <laughs> no. in the Pogues cover band? No. No. All right. <laughs> I was I was not in the Pogues cover band, but like 80 people were. It's 80 a, other people, including Robin, Ben, and myself, yes. It's actually a yes. tribute yes. band. <laughs> so... Um. <laughs> But yeah, 2007, 2008, 2007, maybe 2006. I don't fucking know. It was, we, it was we, 2008. It was the the St. Patrick's Day of the year we moved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so we've been doing that for a, a very long time. Yeah. 14 years. And that's where I heard most of these songs. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I saw the saw you guys a bunch and I that's how I recognize a lot of this stuff. It's it's flattering for you to say that you can recognize it. Yeah. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> with, uh, with headphones on, I'm realizing just how many things I'm doing wrong all the time. Yeah, Rob was the accordion player. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, you were doing drums, but you switched I, over to mandolin. I was mandolin. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, we... We already had a drummer, but I wanted to be in the band, so I learned how to play mandolin specifically so I could be in the the Pogues tribute band. And now, fourteen years later, I'm I'm not bad at mandolin. Yeah, <laughs> good job. All it all it took was playing Pogues songs as fast as I could while drunk every St. Patrick's Day, and okay. then also taking lessons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of this shit just is in my lizard brain. Yeah, like, it's uh, wild how I, ingrained it is. I can't, yeah. I, yeah. I can't forget how to play these things. Like, Rob, did you throw on the accordion and start tooting all over the house? Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did. Um, but unfortunately, my my old dog, uh, who used to like howl along while, no. while I did this. He's uh he's decided he doesn't want to doesn't want to sing with me anymore. Aww. Just sad. <laughs> but he's 15, so whatever. He, he's fine. The li- the lizard brain is such a real thing. Yeah. Like you learning this stuff just by repetition and drunk. Like we we didn't play a show last year because of the pandemic. We didn't play a show this year as a pandemic. So I don't know about y'all, but I, I haven't even thought about playing these songs in two years. But yeah, the, this week, listen to this record. I picked up the mandolin, and I'll be damned if my fingers didn't know where to go on stuff like, like on the, the Rocky road to Dublin part of the medley. Like that, three for five. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know what to do, but my fingers did. Right. It's a weird lizard brain. Well, <laughs> I, sausages, I, had to, I had to give up the pogues cause I just couldn't keep up with the drinking. And good for you. <laughs> so it's been longer for me, but it's still like my fingers are moving. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing the little penny whistle flute thing. Cause it's just uncontrollable. But yeah, uh, start st- the album starts out strong with the title track and beautiful uh, title track. Yeah. It's one of the most succinct and beautiful. Like, let's go, you know, get into the mood uh, for drinking and having a good time. It's two. I, I mean, it's two and a half minutes. It's like a Ramones yep. like mm-hmm. level of shortness, but it gets the and point completely across. Yeah. Oh yeah, I believe you it's guys just rip roaring that whole time. I don't yeah, remember. this was my first rodeo with this record. 
the only other Pogues record I heard, I think I said this last time, I, I had heard a, you know, like a two CD best of, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the majority of this album. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's yeah. like, what was the. <laughs> Rum Sodomy and the Lash? Yeah, I had a bunch of alternate titles in my head, but thank you. Um, <laughs> I wish I heard those. You should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, hearing this for the first time, like like I said, I'd heard a lot of these songs, but what a fucking record. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Song to song. Like there's very impressive, very impressive record, um, especially reading through the lyrics, you know, after a few listens. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you did what's that. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's this song? I know there's a lot of songs about immigration, but there's... Thousands, Thousands are, sailing. are Sailing. Yeah, wow, what a song. Yeah, that song's incredible. awesome. That yeah. is an epic, epic song. Yeah, I was... To find out that it wasn't even a single, I was like... Yeah. It's wild. Wow. I feel like it's found a lot of footing since then, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, kind of interested to know that it wasn't just McGowan, right? Like, Phil... Chevron, who who had just yeah. joined the band, like, yeah, he wrote, he that, wrote that song, yeah. and yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it made sense in a certain way because I was like, it does have a bit of a different feel. It's a departure for sure. It's yeah. more sentimental. Yeah, like it's still got that weight, but it doesn't have that kind of like cheekiness that the McGowan songs have. Like it's just sort it of straight ahead in its sentimentality a little yeah. bit. Yeah, as opposed to the other eleven tracks in this album, thousands are sailing. To me, sounds more like a contemporary song that would have come out in 1988 as opposed to a very rooted in, in the past, like Irish reel, you know, but it's beautiful and it fits with them for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There is no NYPD choir. Just, 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 (laughs) just, just, just get rid of it. Man, but that was in the video. That was my favorite thing about the NYPD. In the video, the fucking (laughs) drum and pipe, like, assholes are singing the Mickey Mouse Club theme and they just slow it down to make it seem as if they're singing uh, Galway something something. Galway Bay? Galway Bay. All right, yeah. Um, Dude, not yes. only that, in the in the video, that's not Shane playing piano. That's that's James Fernley, the accordion player, wearing Shane's rings playing the piano. <laughs> <That's> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so charmed by that. <laughs> And apparently, like the James Fernley, it was pretty. He was initially like embarrassed and put out by that to be asked to do to be like the finger double for for Shane. But then he said, in retrospect, in in retrospect, it was a cool visual of Shane Shane sitting at the piano singing a fairy tale. He was like, "Oh, okay, it looked cool, but I felt silly doing that." Yeah. Yeah. I read up about like Elvis Costello, like oh yeah, stealing the bass player from this band. Yeah, he stole her heart, then he stole her. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. They're all Times Square's favorite bird Then we raise a glass to JFK And a dozen more besides When I got back to my empty room I suppose I must have cried Thousands of sailing Are gonna cross 
my sister gave me a copy of this uh, record probably 15 years ago. And I was telling Rob, in, in general, I take very good care of my record collection. Uh, I keep everything in nice sleeves. But this Pogues album, I woke up years ago on March 18th one day, and I just found it on my coffee table in a dried puddle of Guinness. And so now it's... <laughs> I figured if I had to get beer stains on one of my records, getting Guinness stains on If I Should Fall From Grace With God is is, is fitting. That's yeah. fair, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. yeah, I'm sure that the band would do that like knowing smile like that gif <laughs> the, the robert redford gif yes exactly <laughs> yeah let's talk about the recording a little bit so yeah they had live yeah elvis costello uh slate, yeah. slated to do the album but obviously shane mcgowan told him to get his fat ass out of the studio <laughs> he didn't want to work with him anymore and so they got steve lillywhite which is a great choice in my it's a opinion. Pretty good get. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he did a, a great, great job. Get. Yeah, it was his first live one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was very excited because the Pogues were live, oh, sort of live recording band that they would just get in the studio and and, and do it. And yeah, that must have been refreshing for him, you know, Absolutely. in the late eighties. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he had worked with the Clash before, so I I, I could understand that he, you know, he he had worked with some sort of punk outfits, Susie in those those people. But yeah, I think it was probably really fun to to get this. And I think he it was said that he brought the professionalism out of the Pogues, but he did mm-hmm. not hinder their sort of ruckus uh, energy. energy. He didn't yeah. squeeze the energy out of them. Yeah. 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 That's ex- that's what a producer should do. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And also, how serendipitous was it that because no one could have known when they signed on to work with Steve Lillywhite that it would have just been happenstance that his wife, Christy McCall, would have ended up being the duet partner for the biggest hit off the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christy. Worked out real Yeah, good. I didn't know that she was a, re- uh, a replacement until doing some but research. She, she's like, not even in the band. She's yeah. Steve Lillywhite's wife. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> she fits in pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Does perfect. She got run over by a boat. Yeah, yeah. By a so fucking sad. like rest or a, um, a grocery yeah, like, store a supermarket m- mogul. Mogul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hauling ass through a through an idle idle zone. Yeah. I think his employees took the fall too, right? Did yeah. Somebody go to jail it, that yeah. wasn't him. He took the yeah. fall and had to pay twenty five hundred dollars in restitution to the McCalls. Yeah. yeah she real. was actually pu- she was pushing her kids out of the way. Yeah. Her, fi- her 15 year old saved got, her kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then she got hit directly. Real sad. Uh, she was Very a sad. great talent. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a memorial bench for her in Soho ba- based off of uh, like there's a lyric to one of her songs about like no empty benches in Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a. So if you're ever in foggy London town, go go sit on. Christy McCall's bench. You know, what else is on this album is Fiesta. Yeah. Fiesta, Lay it on me. Fiesta is totally on this. Um, Fiesta was uh, the 
music video was actually directed uh, by Adrian Charles Edmondson, better known to us as Vivian from the Young Ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and really? so Fiesta was written based on a tune they heard in Spain when they were filming Straight to Hell, yes. which I have not seen. Mm-hmm. I haven't the, seen that either. Alex and Cox film. Is it good? Yeah, oh. It's worth it. I mean, it's fun to see the Clash a, and the Pogues. Right, the Clash is in, uh, in it too, right? Yeah. yeah, I need to see it. In like a punk rock spaghetti western. But yeah, the I thought it was really interesting that he said he had to write a fiesta because he was just going to keep singing. They kept hearing the same looped da 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 da, and he just every day he would just hear the same thing over and over. So he just had to write the song because it was not going to get out of his head anyway. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, he was like, "Well, I'll just write the song then. Like, we're just going to incorporate this." And what a song it is! I mean, every time it comes on, it's. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It's a treat. Yeah. It's a barn burner. Written basically about a fucking 10-day party that they had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a party measured in days, right? Yeah. It's a party indeed. The folks did that medley song, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we oof, play. I remember that. I was like, oof. I remember I being really real excited about this. I couldn't really play most of it, so I just kind of stand there a lot of it. <laughs> it was real fast. <laughs> it only got fast. And it just kept getting faster. <laughs> no, that was that was a treat to hear. I could um, whistle it. <laughs> remembering it, yeah. Like I said, I, I looked up uh, the lyrics on every every song on this record, and oof, it's acerbic. Yeah. That's a, I was just going to say, I, was, I watched the Shane McGowan documentary, uh, Crock of Gold, today, and it's... He was talking about being called a poet and he was like pissed about it because he was like, why did I bother writing the music if people are going to call me a poet, right? Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Now, now make the laughing noise he makes with his mouth. I cannot make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another, there's another Pogues documentary, right? Like a I'm big sure there's one? probably several. I, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. He also said the idea was to give the tradition a kick in the ass. Which I thought was a really good encapsulation of like what the Pogues did in general. Yeah, yeah, I did see a couple of uh, write-ups or people with a different opinion, which I always find interesting when I'm, you know, uh, finding a classic, what I consider a masterpiece, a classic album that I would just listen to over and over. And some people are like, "Oh no, you shouldn't inject rock and roll into this folk stuff." It's, you know. Uh, there's some people who can't get beyond this sort of Dylan going electric somehow, even uh, though there's get not, out of not a Fairport convention. Yeah. <laughs> we you call these people the, wieners. You <laughs> shouldn't put the peanut butter in the chocolate. The chocolate's <laughs> no. fine on its own. <laughs> it's totally, it just doesn't, uh, it, it, it was so crazy for me to read that those people just had, you know, saying that, Oh no, we don't like this kind of, you're you're taking destroying the tradition of you know the Irish music and it's like why you can just listen to your Irish yeah. music and this is different yeah. why, they're, why they're not they're not burning your copies of those albums yeah they're just, just adding a new one <laughs> yeah I just couldn't figure out you know maybe what, they're spilling Guinness on all the copies of I the traditional so. Irish <laughs> for, for the record my Guinness covered album still plays just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, the title track was used in a uh, 2012 Super Forester commercial hot. featuring a woman shuttling around hockey playing children. Is she uh. drunk driving? <laughs> no, but she's, yeah, what is the connection she, she's enjoying the first uh, two lines of the verse and nodding her head as her children do. Okay. Yeah. 
It's like using a Springsteen for a pro-America truck commercial. Yeah. Got it. All right. Uh, if I should fall from Canyonero. God isn't necessarily an anti-hockey song, I guess. It's not necessarily a pro <laughs> one, but whatever. Yeah. I would argue that a drinking song is an anti-driving song. <laughs> a drinking song is uh, an anti-driving song. What about that Black Flag song? Uh, drink. Anti-driving drink. song. <laughs> drink. Don't drink and drive. Don't right. think. Drive. <laughs> Kill. <laughs> Oh, wait, that is an anti-drink. I think it's an anti-drink. <laughs> uh, I remember Rob and Anne uh, that first year when we were trying to learn these songs back in 2008, and we were trying to learn the medley, and that middle section of the medley, the Rocky Road to Dublin, is just that wild reel. And we we figured the way, the way to count it is just to be saying to yourself, bangers and mash and sausages, bangers and mash and sausages, bangers and mash and sausages... I don't know. That's not a mnemonic. I don't know what that would Did be. Did you come up with that? No, no. no. It was the old banjo player. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget Rick. that. Wasn't Rick, it? yeah, Rick. Oh, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. told us to. Rick Ocasek. We were trying to count it with numbers, which is which was confusing all of us, and we were all getting lost. But we could all be thinking to ourselves, bangers and mash and sausages, bangers and mash and sausages, and we would all end on one at the same time. Yeah, yeah very fair. brilliant. I hope he's not dead. Whoa, Rob. He, uh, he's not dead. I'm I'm pretty sure he's fine, but we should check in on him. Rick, if you're if you're listening, Can we get him on the phone right now. If you're listening or if you're next to if you're if you're a spirit, just come in. Come into our emails. Right. Slide I got into the our DMs. I got the Ouija board out. Let's start talking about some songs here. Okay. Uh Tur- Turkish Song of the Damned. I I I never knew uh, the background of that. I thought it was so cool. That was really funny. It's yeah, really it was cool. really funny. McGowan explained that the lyrics are a mixture of pirate gl- ghost story about a guy on a Turkish island who deserted a sinking ship with all the money and all his mates went down. He says, I'm not really sure about this. He's haunted. He's dancing around with all the Turkish music in his brain. And then his best mate comes back, all the crew to drag him back down to hell or wherever they are. I thought it was so cool. And it ends with a song ends with a rendition of a traditional Irish jig, the lark uh, in the morning. That jig is a, is a bitch by the way. But yeah. So they were in Germany and there was there in a German newspaper, there was a write up on a new seven inch by the damned. And it was the damned uh, Turkey song, but the German newspaper translated it as the Turkish song of the damned. And the band <laughs> thought that that was just too perfect to not write a song based on that. So it was it was actually it was that it was that newspaper article that made them think we should write a song that sounds Turkish. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then they made that beautiful story, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Uh, one of my favorites to request when you guys were playing is Bottle of Smoke because mm. it kills mm. you every single time. It's because James takes it at fucking 200 yeah. beats per minute, man. It's- it's it's double the timing of what oh, James is on taking this a song too fast. Yeah, and you, you, uh, it was like four times the song the fastest. He, yeah. he, he he clicks it off at Ramon's speed, and then it just increases throughout the song. Yeah, yeah. but I love it. I love how fast it gets. <laughs> you just want to watch everyone be really tired. I do. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> That's right. That's like, very like seeing my my right hand turn into a weird meat claw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Ben that. That, uh, that jig is not hard. It's just hard at 200 beats it's per minute. It's hard yeah. at 200 beats per minute. Yep, yep, yep. 
So the Lark of the Morning jig is in uh, Fairport Convention Legion Leaf. That is correct. And dry your tears, babe Take my hand Forget your fears, babe There's no pain There's no sorrow We are gone Gone in the years, babe So South Australia on this album, or is South Australia not on this album? It wasn't on the initial release, but it was on the CD release, which probably came out within a few months of the original release. Well, I have it written on so mine. What does the book say? We are in the world of CDs right now, so I would say... Um, it's not on this. Uh, Interesting. This vinyl copy. Huh. Yeah, but it, it's a CD bonus track, not on the vinyl. Yeah. LP or cassette. Uh, okay, so, so if it's so a we, bonus track, like, we know. So we're not considering it part of the album. It was even in uh, your yeah. in your uh, right in your write up, Birch. Yeah, it is, but this was released on CD. CDs are a thing now. But it's a bonus track on the CD. No, it's in the middle. Well, it's like well, yeah, it's bonus in the middle. Seven. I'm sorry. Bon- it's bonus track side one or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's bonus. I'm just saying it's an additional track. That, it really that was included on the CD. It really does say on the uh, on the wiki CD bonus track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, are they only it, saying it, that because it's not on the exactly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think for, for we, all intents and purposes, let's just consider it part of the album so we can talk about it because it rules. I like that it was a surprise for me because I had the, the LP copy first, so I didn't know it at first. I like that it's a lot of fun, and I like that at a folk show I get to sing that one, and I like that there's a fun uh, jig at the end. Mm-hmm. Those are all those are all things that I like about it. And I like that everyone gets to, gets to get to yell together. There's some good gang vocals on that one. Yeah, yeah definitely. It was a work song uh, sung in a variety of uh, triads. Yeah. Uh, and it was about like people who use work in wool and clipper ships, um, wheat traders, things like that. I thought it was I think it's so cool. That's one of the Leaving things that Molly really, behind to go do something. Yeah, I think that's really what stands out to me about the Pogues is it's fun. It's energetic, but they also include it's not just playing Irish music to play Irish music. Like they get the crowd involved. Like everybody wants to sing, you know, have mm-hmm. it. And it, and it really resonates with the, I think punk or oi and that sort of like gang vocals, getting people like to sing the, the, the vocals. And, mm-hmm. and that's, what's so cool about them. Yeah. It's fun to do when you guys were playing. I mean, everybody was singing along. That's, right. that's what you wanted at, mm-hmm. at a show like that. Which is crazy because this, album is just packed with lyrics like shane is so many lyrics putting yeah. so Lots much into all of this like it's yeah a nuts. staggering amount of lyrics well yeah. and it's that's kind of like that's what's great about the pokes to me too is that they're traditional lyrics but they're also married to all this really relevant political stuff especially at the time right and the so troubles. Yeah, and yeah, Shane, yeah. like Shane felt like this was his way of participating in the troubles and trying to draw attention to things, which is something that's hard to kind of maybe remember as much about it now, right? But it's like really, there's a lot of 
interesting political stuff in this. And yeah. right now, as we're talking about it, we're listening to Streets of Sorrow, Birmingham Six, which which is a song on this album that's specifically about like it is it's specifically citing things that had happened like that year and the year before uh mm-hmm. in in Northern Ireland and in England, you know. And the Birmingham Six were released like, like ninety one, I think. Right. But that's yeah. Yeah, their, you know. their sentences got drastic, drastically reduced. Right. After from that, from life, from life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's 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 really awesome. And you know, it is really when, awesome. When the they were playing on the BBC one time, I think, and they wouldn't play this song, like they wouldn't let this air to the the viewership. Yep. Right. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely wow. something that was controversial at the time, but that was very important to what. Like there's this tradition of the history of it, but then there's also this continuing tradition of the political strife, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, I love the Pogues. God, I do too. I just love them. Whew. Have you guys seen the original album cover where it's just that photo collage of all of them with their faces yes. superimposed over James Joyce's body? Yeah. No, but yeah. that sounds Except amazing. there's one James <laughs> Joyce. Like this. Yeah. There's one real James Joyce. <laughs> James, James Joyce is the one with the sunglasses. Oh, Everybody yeah, is. I can tell, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he loves James Joyce. It's so Devo. <laughs> it's I thought very that was, Devo. It was really cool because they did it's the very same, Devo. same thing on a Rum Sodomy and the Lash, right? They just put their faces on, in a, the painting, on yeah. a painting. Yeah, right? yeah there's a, the Raft of the Medusa. Yeah. It's got a very yeah. punky ethos to it, but it feels 80s too, right? Like yeah. early yeah. 80s. It does both. In the UK, Fairy Tale of New York is the most played Christmas song of the 21st century. It is frequently cited as the best Christmas song of all time in various television, radio, and magazine related polls in the UK and Ireland, including the UK television special of ITV in December 2012, where it was voted the nation's favorite Christmas song. Hell yeah. Yeah. More than Mariah That is Karen? an achievement for a song that has the lyrics, you're an old slut on junk. In oh, yeah. hell yeah. Amongst others. <laughs> oh, and there's <laughs> an F-bomb, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, there totally is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. We're almost done with the album. Uh, We've been talking so long. This well, is so good. We'll be on Lullaby of London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you were saying that, I mean, greatest hits probably just includes I mean, this entire this album. And rum, this this yeah, half the half yeah. record. And, rum, and yeah. rum Sodomy. Yeah, a little bit of Hell's Ditch, probably. Transmet, yeah. tra- tra- transmet off of uh, yeah. yeah, the first record. Yeah. De- I mean, it's been ten years since I got the best stuff, but it was like a two CD set from the library. It's like, what are my friends doing? Two thirds of this album are on any Pogue's greatest hits. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, all like all of side one and half of side two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, just beautiful, beautiful playing. I just can't say enough good things about the Pogues. Yeah, this is this a fantastic album. record. As somebody who's never heard this end to end and gone back and listened to it over and over and checked out the lyrics and the, the history. This is a fantastic record. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you the, uh, the Christ gals take. You guys, Here we go. Uh, pretty familiar. good. Yeah. So yeah, with Steve Lilly white out to prove he's both a true punk and a son of, uh, Iyer, neither pop nor rock nor disco crossover stays. These grog hounds from the swift accomplishment of their appointed grog rounds. Grog hounds? Grog, grog, grog hounds on their appointed rounds. That's, That's what right. the pogues are. Lily White is so permissive, he lets Shane McGowan slur the words Elvis Costello forced him to enunciate. <laughs> and in tempos like these, you can be sure there are plenty of them. Politics, down and outers, New York, the broad majestic Shannon. Just don't lose your lyric sheet. <laughs> Pretty great, yeah, I gotta be plus. Did you guys talk on the last one about how Pogue Mahone means kiss my arse? Kiss my arse. <laughs> I love it. 
That's I don't what think we covered. I don't think we said that they uh, they didn't know what to call their band because it was so new when they booked their first show. So that's what he said. And then I guess yeah. they were doing some other show where they didn't know what that meant. It was like, okay, well, we're the Pogues now. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> okay. What's, what's the name of your band? Kiss my ass! <laughs> <laughs> Classic okay. Shane McGowan right. response. Yeah. <laughs> You guys sound like creepy snakes, and I love it. <laughs> so did Shane before he got those brand new teeth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I think I think that when we were covering the other album, I told the the very short anecdote of the time that uh, Murder by Death, our friends in Murder by Death, were doing a stint opening for the, the Pogues, and uh, Adam, who's on this podcast a lot, he got the opportunity after like the first few shows to. He got invited to go out to dinner with uh, Shane and his wife and Shane's such a huge, uh, uh, like a huge influence to, to, to Adam. He went, he said he was sitting at dinner. He says he's speaking English, Shane's speaking English, but Shane's wife is translating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the documentary has subtitles. It does have subtitles and you can follow, I can follow it pretty okay. But I definitely had to like look at it a little bit. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he's also like so witty mm-hmm. that you have to catch the quip, right? Right. It's amazing mm-hmm. to see that kind of in action. It's great. But kiss my arse. I'm not even going to ask because if you are not a positive on this one, I don't even know you. Wimps and posers <laughs> I don't know leave who you the are. hall. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, do you kiss like the it? Blarney Stone? Yes, yeah. I love this. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Put it on at a party, too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, a party album. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a St. Patrick's Day party. You can put it on at any party. Yeah, don't yeah. actually kiss the Barney Stone, guys. The, uh, the, the locals, yeah, locals at nighttime come and piss all over it. Smack it. Lick Unless it, you're into it that thing. Unless that's your thing. And then, I'm not going to yuck your gum. But. <laughs> all right. Next time, we'll be talking about Leonard Cohen. I'm your man. All right. Thanks, y'all. Christmas Day